Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new edition of Be Honest. Um, so I'm excited. Five-time NBA champion, Derek Fisher here with us. I, as we know, I don't know if I've shared that with you guys. I am a Laker fan. I don't know if you've heard oh. that. This just in. Oh. Breaking news. <laughs> okay. Another reason. <laughs> to have you on the show. Yeah. Yes. Um, but most importantly, we know who you are and what you've accomplished. You've coached in the league. You now have a new role. Let's talk about that. He is the new head coach of the Los Angeles Sparks right across the street where you guys play from where we are filming. This. Tell me about how that all came about. Oh man, years in the making, honestly. Okay. Um, yeah, I think having uh, an appreciation and, and a love and support for the women's game for many, many years. Um, I was reading an article, Kevin Garnett was commenting about how Don Staley impacted him mm. as a player mm. and inspired by the way she led and played the game. Uh, and I had a very similar experience. And so I've always watched the game, supported it, loved the Sparks, gone to many games, yeah. role games as well. Yeah. And uh, Penny Toller, the GM and president of the team, we've been close for years. And um, a couple of times we talked about it. Yeah thought about it yeah. and uh this time the timing was right okay so you said you were impacted by the women's game as well much like kevin garnett said don staley impacted him what was the experience for you well i think for me growing up in a household uh my mom and dad both played and loved basketball um in school and kind of you know as young adults and then when we watched basketball in the house like there wasn't a difference mm. in gender mm -hmm. we watched women's games we watched men's games uh, my younger sister played in high school until um, she fell in love and, you know, how they go sometimes. Yeah. And uh, so basketball was just, it was our thing as a family. And we didn't define it or try and separate the men's game or the women's game. And Pat Summit, yeah. uh, who is my all-time favorite in terms of coaching, I mean... One could She's argue, a legend, yeah. Period. The like, best, regardless yeah. Of, yeah. Regardless of uh, of the men's and women's game, and so I just kind of, I don't see, you know, having this role now is like a somehow it's different than what I would be doing if I were coaching and teaching men. It's but obvious difference. Yeah, sure. Women. Yeah, the, and also the difference is I believe that the game for women doesn't get the obviously the same attention, uh, not the same monetary value, but when you get names, and I've always believed that if you get players who were well-known in the NBA to support it and are well-known in the NBA to support it, you know, active, current, veteran, whatever, I think that adds more legitimacy for the women. I know people who just love the sport, understand its purity and think that it's amazing ball. Mm -hmm. I know I do. But having you as a head coach, um, I believe, adds a special, I don't know, je ne sais quoi for the Sparks. And mm. I've had Candace on this show. She was my very first guest. Um, so talk to me about that. I know she was a huge supporter of having you on, and she was excited that you were, were coaching the Sparks. Talk to me about her as a leader. Uh, we got NECA. You have so many great people on that team. Tell yes. me about it. Um, from the from the beginning of, of what you just stated, my experience with that in terms of, like you said, there. To be involved is one thing, and then sometimes the right voice or the right person being involved is a little bit different. Uh, for me, when my daughter was diagnosed with retinoblastoma mm -hmm. at the age of 10 months, um, got interviewed after this Utah Jazz game up here, <laughs> um, and I just kind of, from the heart, spoke about retinoblastoma. Families, please take your kids to get their eyes checked so you don't miss anything. It was almost too late for us. We don't want that to happen to you. And doctors in the field of pediatric cancer, eye cancer, retinoblastoma, said that 
having an athlete of course make comments about this raise the level it so for me i i just find a connection in what you said about now having this opportunity to be involved in the WNBA hopefully whether directly indirectly overtly not so overtly you bring a different being involved a different attention to it that wasn't there before ultimately will be a positive thing okay. and so having players like Candace Parker sure. and Neka Gumake and Chelsea Gray is like that of course makes it easier any coach on any level needs really good players and not only good and great players yeah. but great people high character definitely you know what I mean love definitely. their jobs definitely um see themselves as more than athletes uh, and so I think our locker room is going to be a great locker room to be a part of mm-hmm. uh, for a guy like myself that takes um, what we do seriously. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's a sport and it's a game, but I think there's a way to go about it that separates the great ones. And I'm, I'm excited about this opportunity. I think about you in so many different ways because I, I, I remember walking up to you at the ESPYs and being like, hey, so... <laughs> When you coming back to the Lakers, it was just me. I think you were OKC at the time, and and then I, I've watched your career. You've transitioned. You were a coach, uh, and obviously, we have to talk about your resiliency because if you had to do it differently when you were with the Knicks, would you have? Oh, oh, that's a great question. Um, I think yeah. I think there are always things that you learn from every situation that you could do better or be better in, um, and that I'm excited about having the opportunity to explore now and I think communication would be the first thing Mm -hmm. more communication from me in terms of asking more questions understanding more about okay what's the vision here what are we trying to accomplish Uh, if I accept this job do I have to run the triangle offense you know what are our plans in terms of personnel Okay, is are we keeping Carmelo? Are we not keeping Carmelo? So many more things to talk about, discuss, ask, understand. Did you feel like you didn't have the the power to ask those questions? I often find when you get your first real big break, you're happy to have it, so you mm-hmm. go with the flow. But it is, as mentioned, just as important for you to interview as they are interviewing you. Correct. And I just I didn't understand that. Not that I didn't have the power. But maybe just not the experience, the awareness to understand that, like you said, it's as much of me interviewing and asking the right questions to make sure that this is the right fit. Um, but I wouldn't change it mm-hmm. because it it leads to me being here now. Of course. The mistakes, the failures, the losses, the questions, whatever, um, it all adds to your maturity, your development as a person. And now as a coach, like I'm, I feel better prepared. Yeah. <laughs> you talk about everything and this is what the show is about your mistakes your failures your successes that that builds you as to who you are i often wonder um because when i do something and i'm like oh man i wish i would have done that better because mm-hmm. there's a there's the athlete in all of us there's the perfectionist in all of us the the, the competitor in all of us and we just all want to win how do you deal with when you have to deal with the public perception that this isn't necessarily who you are how do you deal with that specifically because yeah. i know that you still have to address some questions that you don't even want to address You're like that's old news i don't want to talk about that right. and now that you have this uh, this 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 forward-facing position where you are in the public mm-hmm. you know you're going to have to address questions that you don't necessarily want to deal with you're like what that got to do with the game right how do you deal with that well i've always tried to deal with things directly and head on when it's appropriate to right and and for me as a as a coach or as a player i never wanted anything about me personally to override or become before the team Mm -hmm. right so 
there are times to talk about me and there are other times to talk about the game and what just happened and what's going on with our group. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so you manage it the best way you can from that perspective. But I don't run from much. I, you know, I typically was. I don't guy. remember you. I, you bold in front. Yeah. <laughs> you never I, you know, had a problem after games, yeah. losses or whatever sure. as a player and as a coach. Um, being a leader comes with criticism and questions and People may not always like your decisions. They may not agree with them. They would have done it differently if they were you. Um, but that's just kind of life. So um, it kind of comes with the territory. I've, I've always, whether I wanted to, yeah. been in the role of leader. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm comfortable in that space. Yeah. I, well, I say that <laughs> to you because, you know, and this is me speaking candidly. You know, you go through a, a period where we don't see you at, after the coaching and you have whatever and blogs and headlines and yeah. you're here and, you know, you have to think, how is he going to face this public? Um, but all I can remember is the player that you were. And if you use those same attributes, you'll be fine because I know that, for instance, you play with Kobe when he went through a tough time. Mm-hmm. What was your advice to him? Well, I think... When, when people are going through tough times, and even in my experience, like sometimes it's not so much what somebody's trying to tell me or or give me advice, but it's, hey man, just know I'm here for you. Mm. If you want to talk or need to talk about something, I'm here for you. Okay. Um, and and so that's what I would appreciate anytime I'm going through something. And and so it's been interesting to experience uh, some things on the court and off the court that. Um, your phone doesn't go off as much. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so always kept a pretty small circle uh-huh. Uh-huh. to begin with. But it's really tight now. It's You're like <laughs> really, really tight now. Um, only certain people have the number now because they never used it when, when they had it. So, um, no, again, I, you know, to see all of these different moments, right? Like I don't even think of myself in this way, sure. in these moments until I see it. Um, and to think about having been on this journey for so many years, um, very fortunate to be on some great teams, work with some great people, so much success mm-hmm. that a lot of people in sports and life don't get to enjoy. Yeah. I can't complain about some right. rough times. And Look, I want to re- listen and, some, <laughs> and I want to respect that. Poor choices yeah. Or, you know, like, I want to respect it all because no one's perfect. And I want you to succeed. I don't wish anybody will. Uh, so I, I'm just being, you know, I'm just being honest in the yes. most respectful way that I can be. Yes, <laughs> as I can be. Yeah. Coming up on the other side of the break, we have more with Sparks head coach Derek Fisher. But first, make sure you subscribe to Be Honest on the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. We talked about Kobe. I often ask everyone this question. I don't know why I do it, but I have to. <laughs> Kobe or MJ, who's better? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm, I'm obviously... You, don't, you want to go back to what we were talking about before? No, no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously biased uh-huh. um, because I played 13 seasons with Kobe. Uh-huh. And I, I got to watch Michael for 13 years and then play against him for a, a few. Um, I mean, obviously for me, Kobe ranks above anybody because, like, I won with him. We went to war together. Like, I... Like, I can't choose somebody that saved my life on the battlefield mm-hmm. many times. If I put some truth serum like in your your vein and I was like, you're not Derek Fisher who played with Kobe, what would you mm. say? Then I, 
I might give Michael more of an edge, like if it was purely objective, because I feel like Michael was like the original that like Kobe was able to study and learn and like take some of his his uh, information off his hard drive and get his codes and all his information mm-hmm. and then and like, <laughs> you know, build a new system off of his. So I feel like Michael would then get the edge if it was just. OK, here here's a more fair question. I, I had Jackie Mack on McMullen yep. and, and she and we we came up with the idea of situational goats. It, it's, she said it's depending on what you want. She mm-hmm. said if you if you want someone in her and she's from Boston. So if you want someone at the last minute to take a shot, she's giving it to Larry Bird. If you want someone to be a dog, you, it's between MJ and Kobe. Mm-hmm. Um and in terms of the most dominant athletic that she's seen, she said it's LeBron. So if you had to go top five, we're doing Mount Everest. Is 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 where does LeBron go? Is he the greatest player of all time in your opinion? I mean, he he had, for me in the last two to three seasons, he's gone from outside of the top five to like tie for fifth and working his way up. Okay, so tie um, for fifth. You're not giving him one right now because he said he was the goat. He knew when yeah, he no, came back, well, he won. He should. He think, should think that. Yes, yes. That's the great ones always. I think I'm the goat. Yeah, yeah and exactly. I own it. No, the great yeah, ones. Are, you know, <laughs> that's what they're supposed to think. And so, okay. no, I think that LeBron is to me. He's working his way up the ladder. The the ability to sustain excellent performances is so, so hard. hard to do. So difficult. And he just keeps doing it. Unfortunately, he's injured now, but. Um, to see the way he's moving up the all-time scoring list, okay, without really being a guy that tries to score. So one, two, so, three. MJ, Kobe, LeBron. Ooh, okay. I would go. Yeah, MJ. Today I would go MJ, Kobe, LeBron. Oh, okay. Today. Today. Yeah. At this time. Still yeah, because because PM. Michael's book is written and done as a player. Sure. Kobe's book as a player is written and done. Sure. We can we can judge those. LeBron's is unfinished. Mm. So depending on what happens over these next couple years, he could literally slide his way up to the top. Now, some people would like to leave guy like Kareem and Yeah, Will like I, I don't understand why they get left completely out of the conversation. They're not, and magic. And magic. Why which, you pause? No, 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 because <laughs> literally yesterday I had a conversation with somebody about okay. why Magic is never on that list either. Carlos Boozer and I were talking about okay. why Magic Johnson is yeah. not ever on this list. Uh-huh. We're confused as well. Uh-huh. And so it, you know, every day of the week, it'll be a different answer for most people. LeBron is a Laker. Um, will he win a chip as a Laker? Yes. As the team is currently constructed, how far will they go this season? No Anthony Davis trade, no nothing. No nothing. Current just, roster. Yes. And don't don't disrespect your light-skinned brothers. No. Nah. Because they out there hustling. Yeah, no. Nah. Light-skinned coming back. Who's is getting it? Yeah. <laughs> Lonzo's getting it. Um, I'm trying to think who else. JaVale McGee is getting it. Tyson Chandler. Um, <laughs> I tickle myself. <laughs> I mean, I might throw Beasley in there. Zubats might get a vote too. It is a cast of characters. <laughs> um, no, I think characters. as currently constructed, I would give them a second round trip. Okay, okay, make it to a second. Get out the first and get to the second. Yeah, okay. and then, and depending on 
how far up the ladder they can slide once LeBron is back, mm-hmm. possibly conference finals. Because if you can stay away from the Warriors until then, they have a chance. Who do you trade before February 7th, which is the trade deadline, on this team to get Anthony Davis? Is everybody on the table if they name not LeBron? Oh, that's hard. Coach, you sitting there. You in the war room. Y'all talking about it. You like Genie. Is everybody up for grabs? It's hard, though. Um, I mean, yeah, that's a hard Magic, what we do. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, in terms of the long-term future of the Lakers, I would say yes. And I think that, I mean, we just celebrated Dr. Buss's life. Uh, Dr. Buss night at the Staples Center sure. a couple of nights ago. And it's a move he would make hmm. because Doc was always thinking about, you know, not just the great one that he has now, but who's next? Who's going to carry the brand forward after AD. Magic is done? You know, after Shaq is gone, after Kobe, who's next? After LeBron is done. I think that, you know, there are a lot of great players in the league, but, um, you know, if, if they can make that happen. Everybody got to go. I'm saying, I'm just saying, <laughs> if, if my name's not LeBron, I'm, I'm on a trading table. Is that what you're suggesting? Well, I, I, I'm Who not would you suggesting. Keep? How about that? Who would you keep? If you could keep one, which one would you keep? Man, these are hard questions. I, I mean, I think Kyle Kuzma separated himself uh, as a guy that understands how to play with LeBron or without LeBron. And and I think the, I think a couple of the, the other guys are still trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. So if if you can hold on to Kyle Kuzma, I think you do. But I don't know if that's going to be possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, that the Pelicans probably could get <laughs> everything. Uh, to give up Anthony Davis. Yeah, Kuzma because he's so good. Yeah. Yeah, right? And that's, like, that's the you gift give, and the curse. Of, the gift and the curse. Yeah. Um, Kevin Durant, let's turn our attention there. Because mm-hmm. I'm looking at this free agency class and you've got some superstars. You have some possibility of some superstars, right? If you had a choice to take Clay Thompson or Kevin Durant in terms of and I'm not just referring to Lakers, but if in terms of you're the Golden State, you're Golden State Warriors, you got this great team. Mm-hmm. Who would you focus on? Would you keep Clay, or would you, or would you gamble that Clay would stay for less money and focus on Kevin Durant? Um, I would probably focus more on Clay. Why? Because I. From what I can gather, and this is what I would hope to build here in LA on the women's side, right? Is that like Clay has built what the Golden State Warriors are. Exactly. Like you don't just right. all of a sudden fall in love with the new guy. Right. As great as he is, mm-hmm. I think you reward Clay Thompson for what he has helped you build and establish. And then the 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 person that's kind of needing to figure out how how does he fit into what was there when he showed up in terms of Kevin, it's more his responsibility to find a number or a contract that'll work with these other guys being re-signed, et cetera. So that's just me. 
No, yeah, but these are these are legit questions. I ask you all this because this plays into your acumen as a head coach, whether it be for the Knicks or for the Sparks. People want to know how you think, how you how you feel about certain players and their contributions, and 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 quite frankly, painting with broader strokes like the bigger picture of what you want to do yeah. for a team that has some really good players, but you know. There, there are times where you got to make tough decisions. Like you're yes. not going to be able to please everybody. No, that's correct. You got to make that, tough decisions. That comes with it. I mean, you hit, like for example, um, Liz Cambage and yeah. Maya Moore, two two players in the WNBA that right. are expressing a desire to find a new home. Uh, and those are tough decisions for Dude. Dallas to have to make or Minnesota. Um, you think Maya coming to LA? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, I don't know that. Maya, you coming to LA? I would love to. I would love to figure that out. She's one of the greatest to ever do it. Yeah. Um, But yes, these are tough decisions to to have to make. And and if you do get a phone call, who are you willing to have a conversation about giving up? Mm -hmm. We have great players uh, on our roster. I wouldn't want to give up anybody. Mm. But then when you You start talking about Maya Moore and like certain players, it's it's hard to to ignore their greatness and say. No, we don't want to do it. Derek, so. I, do you want to discuss this? With, I'm here. Let me drop some. Give me a pen. I can help. <laughs> crunch some numbers. Do you need me to crunch any no, numbers no, for no. y'all? No, no, no. Yeah, Penny, Penny, you'll, Penny, Penny, will Penny, you need me to? No? She'll figure it out. Okay. I, tr- I trust her judgment. <laughs> she has some rings to show for, <gasps> this for her is judgment. True. This is true. <laughs> um, I will say this uh, before we go. Uh, thank you so much, first of all, for coming on Beyond. Of course. Thanks um, for having They're top to bottom. Um, I wish you nothing but the best. Obviously, success with this team on and Thank off the you. court. And it's going to take a lot. And I yeah. think that you have what it takes. So hopefully we'll see you uh, after the season is over with a chip, perhaps. Yes. I mean, can I claim that, is, that? That is the plan. I don't mind you putting it in the universe. Just put know? it out there. Just speak it into existence. I like it. Uh, the head coach <laughs> of the Sparks, his name is Derek Fisher. He's a five-time NBA champion. One of my favorite teams. I don't know if you heard. I like the Lakers. <laughs> Thank you so much for being Thank with you, Be Honest. Derek. Thanks for having Appreciate me. Appreciate it. See you next time. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Be Honest. Derek Fisher, he was, he kept it funky. You know, I appreciate it. And guys, guess what? I, I wish him the best. I hope you do. Like, let's wish everyone the best. Most specifically, or more specifically, the Sparks. That's also one of my favorite teams. I'm a homer. I don't want to hear about it. At me if you need to. Thanks for listening to this edition of Be Honest.